Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 40-ish. Not just another episode, oh, a special on. episode. Yeah, we're, we're going with... Uh, on a very days. special episode of 40-ish, Jason talks about the change. I never liked that about that. Or, or we just... Tucker, are you... No, I'm sorry. I was, I was always screwing up yeah. your nighttime TV when uh, they had a special episode of Facts of Life or whatever it was. Well, I, the whole thing is, well, all right, let's just be honest here. The reason it's a special bonus episode is because I'm terrible at math. Oh. And uh, for those who have been True. listening, we've been had the uh, great fortune of having multiple guests on. And we actually have a lot of guest episodes coming up. Uh, over the next couple months, and I got overzealous and double booked somebody. So I had to move some stuff around, and thankfully everyone graciously allowed for that to happen, but I ended up with a gap in numbers. And in order for our 40th episode spectacular to remain 40th and sound and it'll awesome, be worth it. it'll be worth it, folks. Stay there's, tuned. There's a lot of this. Uh, we're going to go with this is a bonus episode. So today's bonus episode is our sixth VI. grab bag. VI. Our VI episode. Yeah. yeah. The VI, as opposed to the. Oh, yeah, don't, oh, don't worry about it. There. Well, you were just say VD. I was gonna go VD because yeah. nice. I mean, why wouldn't we go VD? So, uh, for those who are not familiar, grab bag episodes simply go like this: we come into the episode with no prior knowledge of a topic, and uh, we go around the horn, and everybody asks a question of the group that they've been pondering themselves or something to think about, and uh, we discuss it for a few minutes, and then we move on. So. That being said, uh, I'm going to put Lance on the spot first tonight. Lance, what is your question for the group? Well, I'm going to hopefully not start too deep this evening, first off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. I hope to ease into it a little bit. You know what I mean? Just slide in real carefully. Slide right in in there. (laughs) Anywho, I want to know what you guys... If you had all the things that you've done in your life up to this point, uh, disregard. If you have, if money was not an object and time was not an object, what dream, what single dream would you want to accomplish? If you, if you had an opportunity to fulfill a dream of yours, what would that dream be? And again, money isn't an issue or time isn't an issue. And you knew that you knew that you would be able to fulfill that dream. What would that dream be? Hmm. Yeah. Well, well, okay. I guess I'll start on a very special episode of 40 ish. Jason starts. (laughs) My thing is that, take some of the wind out of the the sail that is my question so i'm gonna pick mine out but a a dream so that's that's really interesting you know when we had an episode about 20 back now where we're talking about when we grow up about um what we'd want to do or what we'd want to be i cannot pinpoint a specific dream of old that i would want to fulfill but a dream as of late like over the last five years I would like to live in a major metropolitan city. Whether Kalamazoo it be... is not a major metropolitan city? Nope, nope. Uh, Kalamazoo, a little, little small for what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. A little small. 
Uh, I'm thinking something in, along the lines of a Chicago, a New York, a right. London, or something like that. And actually run what I would describe as a modern think tank. Hmm. Without all the preconceived notions of what a think tank actually is. I, I just like the idea, similar to our group here, where you know, we, have, we have differing differing skill sets but share a similar vision and and i think there's definitely ways to parlay that into some sort of business but i think in order for it to be successful or to be connected with the right people or with people that can help make things happen the movers and shakers of that kind of world i I believe it would have to be in a in a major city where you know creativity and movement's happening all the time i I see it a lot with Mm. Uh, startups in san francisco i see it a lot with creators on say youtube in places like like new york and chicago and right. la and stuff like that um that that's kind of my vibe uh, my vibe moody what, what are you thinking um you know that that's a good idea i mean i like that um i was thinking because actually a friend of mine did this he took a six-month trip overseas uh no real destination involved but his thing was he's he was a trumpet player so he his that was what he brought he brought clothes and he brought his trumpet because he figured he could make money just sitting in and doing stuff like that nice and he did um you know and he's got these stories of like he ended up buying a motorcycle over there when he was in Europe for a bit and doing that then when he was in Tibet he actually became a guide to help people around and, you know, do stuff like this. And like, he was telling me just some of the coolest things like to, you could, uh, for his hotel, which also included all the food. And he also had like an assist, an assistant or a guide for him was like American six bucks a week. That was what, that was what he paid out. So oh, okay. that was what he paid out. Yeah. So, did he do this because he was single and on his own? That's not a caveat Lance put on his question where uh, you weren't married and you didn't have kids or something like that. Um, was he, is it just him or did he leave behind a life? Um, he, I mean, he left behind a life here, but it was, I think it was one of those though. He was at that position in everybody, you know, that, that you're in where it's like, he is, um, he was just doing some freelance part-time stuff. Um, he was done with college and his job was a, as an educator. So he was still just like kind of doing the um, substitute teacher deal for a bit and that kind of stuff. And so he just kind of took this for a while because he figured, you know, he was at the spot where he would be stupid not to. Hmm. So well, but yeah, he's back stateside. He's actually teaching and everything right now. So. So he had his adventure. Yep, and he probably grew from it. Got those experiences. That's that's pretty cool. He is now right. Uh, I believe right now, given the time of year, he is swearing at his marching oh. band. Okay. <laughs> so is this somebody we know? No, you guys don't know him, but he, he's Matt's a super cool guy. Actually, maybe I'll see if I could get him yeah, on the, the podcast. He'd probably dig it. Now that's wild. No kidding. Cool. Tucker, no, what's your uh, answer to Lance's question? I wouldn't question? say struggle with a few ideas. I thought the idea of becoming a perpetual student where you just, if money is no object and I've got all the time in the world, um, I'm going to 
universe, I will university hop and see, you know, pick up a degree program for a while and then just go wherever my interests take me for that particular uh, term semester, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I like that idea, but uh, there are a few others. Possibly writing, but that would have to be, that's really the one where it's taking uh, money is no object and I've got time because I don't know, I have ideas of what I'd want to write, but how to fully take an idea and get it fleshed out and know where to go and who to shop around for publishers and, and things like that. I wouldn't expect to be like a JK Rowling and have Harry Potter picked up, but uh, uh, to really create something like that, I, I think that would be dreamwise. It's a relatively new one, not something I could have picked out when I was, uh, you know, when I was six, I wanted to be Batman and I don't think I'm going to be Batman, but um, yeah, that's one. Land said money's no object. It totally could happen. Uh, I don't. Have you seen my abs? Here's a here's (laughs) a question. Where the abs? Yeah, that's why we're not on camera anymore. No, thankfully we haven't seen your abs. That's a a good thing. Right. That's the reason we're not on camera anymore. Right. Yes. Um, You know, it's interesting as you were talking about that about publishing and wanting to become a writer and stuff like that. It's it's pretty interesting how modern technology and what's what you're capable of doing online may make the answer to Lance's question viable, even if you can't like uproot yourself from your normal, normal life and head on off into the wilderness. There is a lot. Plus even doing this one of my other ones is I thought years ago, I wanted to have a talk show like Ellen or not a late night talk show because I don't think I I would have the right skill set to be with, like, you want to do like the early yeah, afternoon? No, no, just not, not school. That's, uh, that's way too heavy for me because I I want to talk to, I want to talk to celebrities, but it would be like the Chris Farley show. I'd get so starstruck it would never come out the right way. But um, you're doing something like this. Hey, we've got guests on. We have the opportunity to ask questions and converse. So, yeah. Kind of like it began you know, talking between two ferns. ferns. Yeah, Chris Farley show. <laughs> or, or the Chris, yeah, the Chris Farley. Remember, remember, remember when you, needles. Remember when that you did awesome. that was so cool. Yeah, that that would be a, uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, they, they keep floating around, but uh, it, like you said, the technology I have now to be able to write something and submit people that have turned blogs into fully formed um, nonfiction. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So I want to know where uh, Lance is going with this one. What do you have, Lance? Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, you got to kind of load the question and fire away. Not, uh, not an option. Well, no, it's not. But uh, a, a, uh, a professional beer owner yeah. is, um, and you know that's if I had if I had my you know a dream that I would want to have come true is the, the opportunity to own a brewery. Um, I don't. I've never brewed a beer myself, but. Um, I, I think having, having a business mindset like I, like I have in the, you know, different corporate you know, worlds that I've been a part of I, and, you know, being a customer service kind of oriented career path person that I have been, uh, I, you know, I, 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 get, I understand the, the customer aspect of business and I, I think I have a pretty good understanding of how businesses work and whatnot. 
and having such a love of beer and a, such a I mean, I'm starting to sound like uh, Kavanaugh now. I like beer. I had beer. I had a beer. I drank beer. I used to. I love beer. I still love beer. Anyways. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did you see yeah. the Saturday Night Live thing of that? <laughs> Matt Damon. I thought that was brilliant. Just so. no, but anyways, Holy so I, I would like to own a brewery someday. I mean, I've got, I've got the kind of the business plan in my head, and I have had for a number of years, and I have had, you know, I've got an idea for the label, I've got an idea for the concept, and the, the just everything, and so it's yeah, just I would like to find somebody that you know, could be the brewer, and I'd be the business person. So, but, um, you know, or you know, if I, money's not an object, I would like to go to school to become a you know brewmaster because there is a couple schools down here in raleigh that actually teach that so hmm. so maybe so i would like to do that if i could if i didn't if i knew that i could uh, succeed at it there's i mean there's mm-hmm. also it would be kind of neat to really find a niche location i mean some place in the country that doesn't have like a lot of craft breweries and you know, like go in there and, you know, cause I, I wasn't down here in North Carolina when the craft beer scene kind of started blowing up, but it would be interesting to be part of something like a change like that in, in a location that really bring in the, the type of business and the type of clientele that a good brewery can, can bring in. Cause being down here in North Carolina, you know, especially in the, in this particular area, the, the beer scene down here, the craft beer scene down here is so friendly and it's so family, you know, it feels like a family. I mean, all the brewers, I mean, I don't, I haven't, I've never been to a brewery that they've said, why do you go to this brewery? You know, they're always saying, go to this brewery, support them, support us, support these other breweries. Cause it's, you know, they just getting craft beer out there in somebody's hands and in their, you know, in their glasses is a huge, huge thing. And so they, I mean, it's definitely competitive. I'm not saying that, but it's just, it's such a great thing to be part of down here when it was being so big. So be, but be able to find some place in the country that doesn't have that type of scene and kind of being on the, I'm going to say the cusp of it, but the, uh, you know, being on the forefront of a, a, a change in attitude and a change in culture in, in an area would be pretty sweet. That hmm. it, it almost goes to the point that Jay brought about the technology. Is that correct me if I'm wrong, but it does seem like craft beer is everywhere that if you wanted to get into it and just start your own homebrew, you could do that. I don't know what the supplies cost to get it going, but um, yeah. Oh, the supply. I mean, I could, I could do it yeah, here exactly. in my apartment. Just start and, there. I know, you know people I have just, done it, but yeah. Well, you know, you also is there a craft yeah. market? Uh, what do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah. Could I don't know. What do I want to do today? Brew beer, make math. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Did they make a tea show about right? That? So <laughs> it'll it'll be Argyle Meth. That's a band name right there. Argyle Meth. All right. Lance, I think uh, I think we've uh, answered your question, if uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, well Whoa. done on you. Whoa! Somebody actually got a, a laugh track kind of thing going. Yeah, you can probably get the laugh track too. 
Um, Tucker, okay. question and answer time. Right, you good. ask it, we'll uh, make fun of y'all. Do I mean this one a bit? Answer Hobbies. It. Do you have one? Have what you, you had one? And if you do right now, share how long have you had it. And uh, I don't know, I'm doing... I'm trying to get some ideas because being a bus driver for Peter is not a hobby or for our son. Um, sure. So looking for something else. So what um, I had right. an idea what Lance's is because he is running all the time now, but that seems to be fairly new from what I remember. So I like and, uh, and feel free to uh, correct me where I'm wrong, but yeah, hobbies, what you got? Um, so I've been doing this thing on the side. Um, it's kind of fun. It, it's a great creative outlet. Yeah. It's um, this <laughs> podcast. I was hoping uh, it was yeah. something like Ooh. panhandling or maybe you were a mime. Panhandling mime, even. I will tell you, as a hobby, do I a mime handling? How about a mime handling panhandling? Um, a mime handling? I, uh, I, I'm considering this a, a hobby right now. Um, Mainly because what's, what's the definition of a hobby? Something you do outside of your normal every day that's fun that you do for self-gratification sure. based on an interest or something like that. Um, this this is becoming a thing. I mean, the majority of the chats we have during the day are largely around this podcast and what's possible and what we could do and how can we make our hobby better. It's kind of like if you become a woodworker and you start with tools from Harbor Freight or something like that, and then you're like, you know what? I think it's time to spend yeah, sure. the money and move up to, you know, craftsman or something like that, or head to a, an actual woodworking shop and get like the top end tools. I would say it's this. I wish, I wish it was other things. I wish it was working out. I wish it was, I, I, I think running would be interesting. I hate running for everything that it, it is. It would be interesting wow. watching you run. That, that was harsh. Yeah. Damn. Shut it um, I think the, uh, well, for, for running, and, and this is no uh, people on the podcast uh, disassociated from the statement, but uh, we have other family friends and friends of our family that um, it seems like when a one person in the relationship begins running, it becomes so all consuming mm -hmm. that we've actually seen it take down a couple of relationships. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't, I don't, and it's just because they get so in it. Same with uh, biking or, uh, any kind of fitness thing where they are immersed in right. it. Um, it's different, I think, for, for a runner, because I'm not one, to go out and grab some miles every day or every couple days for physical fitness because they enjoy the outside, to them who then start studying up on the technology, to getting the glide applique so that they don't chafe, to getting <clears> the newest <throat> shoes. And I'm like, and that's mm -hmm. not a fair statement for me to say because any hobby is like that. Sure. But, uh, Running in particular, while it would be healthy, I hate it for everything that it is. Yeah, it's definitely got a weird. Um, it, and I think you said it too. Like cycling has that same kind of um, community. Is it a thing mob? Yeah, because yeah, the, I'll go with that's, listeners that's very that I interesting. I guess uh, CrossFit to be very. It's a tight knit group, and I'll leave it at that. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Well, so in other words, that, that I would say the podcast is definitely my hobby. Uh, I enjoy the hell out of it. Uh, I enjoy the original reason for it. I enjoy what it's become. And to be honest, uh, having all these guests yeah, on definitely. has been absolutely amazing to me. 
I'm learning so much. And now I get this, I get this little rush when I'm having conversations. I have, I have three more today. One that's pretty significant that, uh, I think could become something. So, uh, it's just one of those things where I can't wait to see what it turns out to be. Um, but yeah, that's me. How about you, Moody? What's a, what's a hobby of yours? A hobby of mine. I mean, I would say probably fitness. I mean, I usually, um, I do it during lunch, so it kind of serves a couple of purposes, you know, aside from, uh, (laughs) I like looking good in a t-shirt. Um, it also helps just break up my day, you know, and I, I find, especially working out during lunch, I can go back and, and stay a little more focused. Um, but I think the same thing, it's that same kind of community, um, thing that where you get so hyper focused into it. So I'm, I'm very cognizant of that as well. I mean, it, you know, the biggest thing I did in the past month was I actually started taking protein shakes after working out because more often than not, when I was talking to people, they're like, yeah, do you feel really crappy after working out? I was like, yeah. And then I'm just really tired. It's like, yeah, because you didn't do this. So if you do this, you'll be fine. But it's one of those, I mean, it's a slippery slope. Oh yeah. Then you can start taking all these supplements and then you do this, then you're going to the gym twice. And it's like, I, that, (laughs) that's not for me (laughs) kind of thing. Totally. fair. So, you know, I'm, I'm right where I'm at. I'm enjoying what I'm doing right now. I'm not taking it any, I'm not putting any like super thing. I have no goals, I guess, associated with it, which that's the weird thing too. Like when I, um, I haven't actually ran a whole lot this year, but when I was running a lot, my dad would always ask, Oh, so what are you working towards and stuff? It's like working towards, I'm just kind of doing it because it's fun to get out. (laughs) Yeah. So. So I'm down with that running just to run. Right. I have no problem with none. So, um, Lance, what do you got for your, uh, a lot your hobby of, that you would like to of, share it really it's been, been kind of consuming a lot of my time is um collecting cat hair okay <laughs> <laughs> nice no. <laughs> no. why no but i hell? would say one of my Are you of talking it, about my biggest hobby is i think would probably be running um, i don't run every day and i don't run to i don't have one of those highs where I have to get up and every day and do 10 miles. Um, I've got, I'm a member of three different run clubs. I've got a run partner that I run with. And, uh, and so I don't have, you know, I've got a lot of really good friends that I've met through running that have really helped me to become a lot stronger and a lot better runner than I am, that I ever was. Cause I hated running before i mean i grew up playing soccer but i hated running and when i when i started started down this transition um, in my life that it was got me to a point where i'm at now the running became something that was this as a necessity you know based on my health at that point Uh, but now it's become something that i would say i mean like i said i don't get up every day and think i need to run but i do feel good when i run and i those days that i don't it's like uh, i could have run today but um the you know so as a hobby i mean most of my runs are later on in the evening after work just because i'm at work so early in the morning anyways but um, i've been on this 
fitness thing like right what moody was saying i've been you know i I do running i'm gonna probably do my first triathlon next year and uh, possibly my first full marathon next year too but um yeah. Um, Straight up, yo. Ooh. No kidding. So, Someone's getting fancy. triathlon's not going to be a full Ironman. It'll man. be just a sprint. I'll, of some I'll be sort. sitting on the couch eating chips um, as you're doing but, it, so don't feel bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, let us yeah. know what you're doing. I'm, we I'm could sit around and we'll bring a cooler of voice. beer and some lawn chairs <laughs> and be like, let's <laughs> go. But I can go, that's not the I, way I'd run a not full Ironman. Yeah. Is that more of like a Tin Man? It's it's Iron Boy. Probably my hobby has been around with me lately in these past couple years, and I, you know, I enjoy it. Um, I enjoy the camaraderie of the people that I run with. Um, I enjoy the 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 way they push me, and also the way that I push them because I am one of the you know one of the run clubs. I'm one of the strongest runners now. And so when I normally run with them, I'm normally my pace is just a little bit faster than theirs. But not to say that that's there's anything wrong with that. But I'm just saying that they, you know, I, I help push them too. So that's been a, a pretty cool feeling. That's awesome. So yeah, that's yeah. I'm so I'm soliciting ideas because all I'm right, not, Tucker, it's on it you. It seems like I've had some. You said you need some help. Do you have an answer um, to your question? Not, but it seems like it was also location dependent. Like when I was in Oklahoma, I studied Taekwondo for a while, but when I left, I really liked my instructors there and I haven't found one. I didn't hmm. want to go to a gym that was like, uh, what are they, it, where they just turn out black belts and lessen it, That wasn't my goal either. I, I did it to meet people and it was something I wanted to try. Um, I've got a friend, an old classmate here that is doing it. Um, uh, I keep thinking one day I'll save up enough money to get another motorcycle because I haven't been haven't had a bike since uh, 2008. Um, I still read up on it, still drool over them, but uh, yeah, there's not one parked in a garage anywhere. So I've had them in the past, but right now I don't have one. So I'm I'm kind of wondering what what would be good. I do like participating in this. I think this is fun, uh, even uh, and with the with the addition of the guests that's even better to talk about an eye opener. Uh, but, uh, you know, it kind of surprised me. Lance, I knew about the run. Jay, considering this a hobby is interesting, but, um, uh, John and fitness, that one surprised me because I would have had you pigeonholed it any time the theater season opens up and you're in the pit. Uh, I figured, well, there, that would have been John's hobby right off the bat, but no. So I'm wrong with that one. In, in I wouldn't. Sure. I don't and really call right. it a hobby because I've done it enough. It's and a job too. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm just what other than as a um, chief transportation guy for uh, our son. That's not really much of a hobby. So, uh, I, but I don't have a CD. Oh, don't so degrade yourself you that much. You're a chauffeur. chauffeur. I might have a fancy hat. You don't know. Or a fancy hat. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, yeah, that's I don't, true. Uh, I don't. I will continue to search. But uh, I was curious. I was talking about that with a coworker, and he's he's had a couple of interesting life changes. And, and right now, he is a, a single guy that just inherited a house 
after both parents have passed. And uh, so, yeah, he is camping and he is hiking. Whenever he's not at work, he's out in the wilderness kayaking or whatever else. And, and he said, well, you want to come shooting with me? And I said, no, because I know how I shoot and people at the range will die if I pick up a gun again. So, you know, just just different ideas. I, I like uh, I like new input. <laughs> so, yeah, some other things I'd be willing to try. But, yeah, more, more of a curiosity. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Moody, right. I'm glad I'm you got a well. question uh, for us. I do now. It took me almost until right now to figure it out, but... <laughs> kind of along that lines um, with the hobby thing, but if you had the time to learn something new, completely just whatever you wanted, something that you've been like, that seems very, very interesting, yeah, what would you do? Uh, I got a couple. And it's, it, it, it definitely, in, well, the primary ones is, and I think I've mentioned this before, um, I, I want to learn turntablism. I do want to learn how to DJ scratch stuff like that. But if I really was being honest with myself, I would like to learn how to play the bass yeah. Moody. I, and I'm, and I'm not kidding. There's just something mesmerizing for someone to have dexterity between it's like piano players, right? That they can, um, um, you know, do two independent things with both hands yet make this melodic, uh, fabulous sound that makes people you know stand up and pay attention. I, I think that's pretty amazing. Um, but I mean, uh, in a more practical sense, I think it would be very interesting to learn or know a second language or sign language hmm. at least. I'm signing you right now, Jason. Um, only because I feel like it would come up more often <laughs> and I, f- oh yeah, I know that sign. You can eat it too. Um, my, my biggest thing, it would be, I've come across situations in my educational life where knowing an additional language would come in handy. Um, oh, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. That or honest to God, first aid, like real, like stop on the side of the road. Someone's in a horrible car accident. Can I help? So there's a lot of things. What's the most practical out of all those? Probably learning how to play the bass a little bit because <laughs> I know a guy. If I, uh, Lance, how about you? Could learn something. something uh, you, I would probably, learn want to learn how to take videos and more specifically uh, drone videos i would like to i'd like to learn how to how to because i've got a friend that is a drone pilot and i'd I'd love to learn how to actually fly a drone and actually get some pretty really awesome footage with it because i see these videos online and it's just it's amazing to see you know, the perspective of something that 15 years ago we couldn't get, you know, and uh, it was you know, just something that, I mean, I mean, it's a newer technology, but to, to be able to see a perspective on this world that a lot of people don't get a chance to, well, obviously now that, you know, there's so many videos out there, but I would love to be able to learn how to fly a drone and how to actually take really good videos and, um, you know, actually mix those videos and you know create create some really cool content hmm. i don't that yet do you have a drone lance okay 
Really? You're ready to learn You're how to edit it. guy, you speak yeah. guy. <laughs> Damn straight. Same guy will come down there when we do a live broadcast at some point. Uh, and, uh, we'll, oddly enough, we'll some videos, when so. our son started taking piano, we bought Excellent. Tucker, how about a you? digital piano. And I have been learning along with him to the point where now I can play the theme song to Inspector Gadget. And... Uh, the theme song to uh, just playing oh happy days not but it's getting to the point where you've got two hands working independently from each other to create something i haven't gotten there yet like i can play some chords at the same time but it's not uh, it's certainly not instinctive and i actually have taken it and i've had a guitar since i was 30 it seems like i've taken the piano more so that's that I would have, you know, go, that was almost hobby like now that you mention it, going back to that. But anyway, uh, that or ballroom dance, I think it might actually be decent at that one, but um, that would totally be it's not, uh, I'm not going to be uh, saving the world as a medic. Um, that would totally be unaltruistic that would just be for selfish purposes for to impress people at weddings it's not like i go out dancing but uh yeah i, I think that would be that would be a different kind of skill i'm not putting it on a resume either but uh, yeah I, there's a handful of things that i i wouldn't mind um all, all those are good answers the uh the second language sure um carpentry so i can actually get this basement done uh and make it look good um building a pool you know yeah there there's a laundry list of things that i would i would uh, like to learn well see if you if you if you learn carpentry or uh learning how to build a pool you have to learn how yeah, to exactly. do first aid yeah <laughs> um i i i, I <laughs> only have nine fingers now i think i nailed my <laughs> foot I... to the roof <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what Gorilla Glue does? How about you? you don't want to know. Yeah, that, that's a good one though. I do. It works pretty well. I, I, I find, much. especially Too the well, learning is much more say. engaged when I've chosen something that I want to learn versus sitting in um, great books. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. <laughs> No, absolutely. And that's the entirety of the early part of my college life. Uh, I don't want to learn this. Therefore, right. it sucks. So. How about you, Moody? What do you got? What do you, you know? Do you I, I, um, I've had the opportunity to, to take it up once or twice. But, I mean, it, it was one of those that it takes a lot of time and effort oh, wow. to okay. do. And that would actually be nice. to um, legitimately take up tattooing. You know, because it... Sure. Like the actual application oh, yeah. of a tattoo? Yeah, because I've drawn stuff for people before. That's no problem at all. But, yeah, sure. it's the whole sure. the whole thing behind it. And, like, a lot of it, too, is also learning the history of it, which is actually a very colorful, you know, pie, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, but, you know, it's a very rich history in that kind of thing to trace the styles of artwork where, you know, the history of that came from and things of that nature. Um, so, I mean, that would be that kind of, it would be cool to actually learn the whole ins and outs of that. 
and I mean, the biggest thing on that too, is it's not as much as a, um, thing where you can just be like, Oh, I want to pick this up. And then you just start doing it. It's kind of one of those, you know, you've got to be an apprentice and, and, and then to, to do that, you've got to have somebody that's willing to take you on. So, right. I mean, it's not, yeah, it's just not one of those things you can just pick up by yourself. But I mean, like I've said, I've had one or two actual offers of if I ever wanted to get into it to, um, that, you know, they would definitely let me apprentice under them. But at the time too, it was, it was one of those that it was just like, you know what? I realized the time and devotion it would take to this. And to be frank, I respect well, that. I just to, don't have it right now. It's easier to be above them instead of below them. I mean, sure. They're under them. I mean, it's can't a you see a lot more when you're above them? I see what he's trying to do there. Uh, what? Yeah. And evidently the so case. You're trying to co-op comedy. Right. Comedy has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And that's oh. the end. God damn it. <laughs> uh, uh, how do I get out of this right, bloody well, nutshell? Anyway. <laughs> All right. Oh, dang it. All right. Well, I had a really good one until I let Lance go first. So I'm scrapping that one. So I'm going to go a little deeper. Um, well, here's the thing. Um, as of late in my life, uh, been like everybody else, super crazy ass busy. Um, and I realized that when I get pretty stressed out, I become an asshole to family, to friends, sometimes the coworkers. I just, I do cry a lot after you say some salty language. I tell Mm you, I tell you what, uh, I just, but I know my problems are not real problems. Sometimes it's just time management. Sometimes it's prioritization, but the question I'm going to ask you is this, and it's pretty deep and I'll let whoever wants to go first, go first. And here's the question. <clears throat> what problem in your life would you give anything hmm. to solve? Yeah. And there's that air. <laughs> <laughs> On a very special issue of 40 ish. Everyone is silent. And nobody even yeah. said, shut your mouth. Uh, you, yeah. shut your mouth. I, I'll, I'll, I'll start. You know, is, is it, uh, and I would say uh, probably the biggest problem that I yeah, would go see for in my life and that I would like to see resolved. I, I, I think I'm understanding your question, right, Jason? But, um, what I would, what I would like to see resolved is at the, opportunity for people to and people in general to understand the impact that they have on the world and you know you know from my own perspective i mean seeing seeing people you know not realizing their potential and not seeing the seeing them for themselves for one who they are Two, what what they are, and three, what type of impact they can have on the world. I mean, regardless of how big or small the impact is, I I would I see that as a problem in in, in today's society that I would like to see a, a resolve a resolution to is just people have so much more capabilities and 
abilities and um, just opportunities to become a, I wouldn't say become a better person, but make an impact on the world that is, is, will be far reaching. And that, that to me is frustrating when I see people, you know, kind of put themselves down and, you know, cause I, I used to do that. I, I mean, I used to have very low self-esteem and now it's when I see, when I see people, you know, either getting bullied or uh, putting themselves down, you know, bullying themselves, that to me is, you know, is frustrating and to, and to see a resolution for people to see their own potential and their own, their own impact that they can have in the world. That's the problem that I would like to see resolved somehow. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, I, I, so not, not deep at all. This is very much a special episode of 40-ish. Damn. Way to start it off, Lance. Well done. <laughs> I mean, I was just wondering, well, are, are the, like, are let's, the, uh, why, why the hell is it 2018 and cereal bags are not ziplocks zip inside the boxes? Box. Yes. <laughs> Uh, which I do like the yeah. bottom shelf ones that aren't Kellogg's or G or post. Probably. At which I point they would, Jason's problem would have already been solved. He just was lazy and didn't look, no, look below. You can below this. Yeah, I was going to say, John probably. Moody, what problem are you? Would you give a Why don't you have a jetpack gun? Lance is talking about the betterment of mankind. <laughs> right. What do you. <laughs> yeah, well, what, what, I was going to talk about the porn industry the, more than anything else. Why does my pinky toe I mean, find the coffee? That table is the betterment of mankind. I'm not going to lie. I did walk I by a chair the other day and like not and smack my pinky toe and the one next to oh, it. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah, kids, uh, kids learned a couple new words. They probably just told their mom tonight. So it's like, whoa, when did Murphy's law start and why did yeah. we just kill Murphy? Yeah, no, um, I would, I would say something along Lance's thing of, um, Sure. because I've been in it the whole time is to have people actually put a value upon the arts again. Um, like especially in the education area, because it, there's so many f- benefits to that. I mean, it's not one of those, you know, it, it's much like they put so much emphasis on sports and there's a ton of, you know, and most of the people don't go on to college sports or anything like that, but it's, it's not about that. It's about, you know, the teamwork and all that kind of thing that you learn while playing those things and being in the team. But the problem is there's a bunch of those kids that are never going to be in sports, Mm -hmm. but would benefit from those exact same skill sets. And that's what's in, that's what's in music and the arts, the same kind of thing, especially like when you're in band and orchestra, um, you're part of a team. You're you're working together to solve a mutual problem. Um, and the problem is, is I don't know whoever started it, but it became this whole thing of the sports versus the arts kind of thing for however long. And people have been so stupid to realize they're both the they're different sides of the same coin. You know, where it, it's all basically the same kind of values um, and skill sets that are being taught, but it's for 
kids that may not be physically active or, you know, may, you know, maybe you don't want to play football. Um, and they would rather be in choir instead and that kind of thing. Um, so it's, it would be nice to figure out how we can actually get some sort of respect and value put back into the arts kind of thing, instead of making it an us versus them kind of deal and working together to make sure everything can stay in there. Because again, it's not about, you know, well, it's not about that, that one, us versus them Jay, thing. It's about how do we make these kids better rounded people on to pay to play programs. Yeah, I guess it was. I tried. Yeah, I, I mean, the majority, even the ones where my kids are now, you have to pay. A it was like that for at Waverly for us mm-hmm. towards the end. Um, we we uh, at, at our district, the kids have to pay. We have to pay a flat fee for a sport that they participate in. But once they pay that fee, if they want to participate in any other sport during that same school year, that cost has been covered by that initial thing. Um, when you're talking sure. about say say someone wants to join the band mm-hmm. or orchestra um the significant upfront cost is that right. is that instrument um even even the rental i mean my oldest tried clarinet for a year in sixth grade and it just wasn't for him and i paid through the nose for that thing just to rent it from you know yep. a local music shop that's a um which then made me go holy crap how much money did my parents spend on all my trombone stuff throughout my years because yep. holy crap. But uh, I would, I don't know what the cost would be. I don't think if you like took an art class or art well, class, whether it be that's digital what I've media heard. John or can speak to this, but you know, I've painting got, or drawing. I have a friend here who is a in college. Obviously you got to cover your own stuff, but I don't know what that's like Tucker uh, Crayola markers schools. and watercolors because he's been to art supply stores and knows how expensive those can get. So John and back me up on this one that, uh, I don't know what the initial investment for uh, an art class would be. And I know oh, that yeah. is the NEA, National Endowment of the Arts, they're always talking about having the importance of having arts in schools and access to programs that if you can make it somewhat equivalent to a pay-to-play for sports, that, uh, yeah, if the school district doesn't have or doesn't want to fund it, um, sh- can you place the burden on the families? Is it necessarily mm-hmm. fair? No, but like you said, it's a it's a skill. Uh, it's something people can become a part of. And uh, while yes, I played sports, I there was part of me that we didn't. The school that I right. came from, we didn't have a music program, so I was jealous of the guys of, of you that were active in any of the music programs. Like you know what, they um, I, I didn't get to do that, so it would have been maybe nice to do both if I had the option. Uh, I, I do agree with John. I think I would much rather see that as opposed to just this headline was in the local news over here. There's a high school contemplating making video games a varsity sport. And I almost threw the phone across the room just reading that. Like that that's, that's absurd. I have a hard time with bowling being considered a varsity sport. Yeah. Uh, well, bowling is pretty popular, but video games, uh, I hate to admit it, but that is becoming or esports in general, right? Whether, you know, whether it be actual 
sport related video games or first person shooters yeah, I, I get like League, the League of too, Legends and all this. Some, we need to have Jen back on the media to talk enough about esports. Used to be very um, she'll do it. But, She's got um, time. I know. I know. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright, so I guess I gotta answer my own question. What problem would I give anything to solve? Um, I mean, part of me thinks of along the lines of what you were talking about, Lance, which I would describe as self-worth. Um, I think I would want to solve the problem of inclusion, which it seems altruistic as well, where you're thinking, you know, John. remembering school or even in your social groups, there's always one or two people that are kind of the outsiders. They're a little bit different than everybody else, but everybody's got really cool stuff to contribute, right? So how do we teach our kids and kids all throughout different socioeconomic backgrounds and environments that seriously, it's, it's, it's okay to be nice to everybody because your day will go better. Your experiences will be better. Someone will be there to lift you up if you need to be lifted up. It, it, there's a way to treat people respectfully and get that exact respect back without being a jerk, without saying something negative, without having, you know, th- it's different when we say it to each other because we know it's in jest, except Moody's, Moody's cuts kind of deep. It's not my fault but, you uh, can't handle it, Nancy. Um, listen, listen. Well, that's true. That's just geography. Now it's semantics. But uh, I kind of like the idea of being able to help everyone understand that they are worth something. And if someone's on the wrong path where they are deciding that, or not deciding, their their actions are proving otherwise, kind of turning it around and shoving it in their face a little bit. Like, Well, let me, can I ask you a question on that, Jason? I mean, what what, would you say... Everyone, and, and I'm asking this because I'm a, uh, a diversity and inclusion um, council, you know, site lead for at my work. So uh, I, I talk diversity and inclusion all day long, you know, every day. But so, from an inclusion standpoint, would it? Because you just used a term a few seconds ago uh, about you know, including somebody. But what would what would be your definition to of inclusion? <laughs> Uh, to, no, <laughs> Webster's defines in general. Would, defines I mean, if, if somebody says, um, you know, "Give me the you, the circumstances," son or daughter um, needs to be more inclusive. Um, what does that? What would that mean? Uh, okay. communi- I would start with communication, basic human communication of acknowledging their existence in a. I would say neutral to positive way. And by, by neutral to positive, I would mean like this, like I could see someone I don't know on the street, which I do all the time and say, Hey, how's it going? Or wave. Uh, My biggest pet peeve of people not waving when you make eye contact, when you're driving, especially like neighbors in a neighborhood. I just, it drives me nuts. I know where you're going with that one. Um, Yeah. Oh yeah. I I got more stories, but just simple stuff like that. So even acknowledgement of existence, uh, it's the 
walking down the aisle, Lance, at a, at a grocery store with with a uh, shopping cart, and you're just barely getting ready to clear somebody, and you're like, "Oh man, this apparently I got too many groceries." You don't have to make a right. joke or anything, but just acknowledging mm-hmm. that something occurred, and you had this small human interaction, and they smile or laugh or nod. That's all I would want. Yeah. To start that's with. even like um but for people just i'll just even yes. hold the door whenever possible and i and actually i've been very surprised that yeah. most everybody says thank you I, I would i would go almost people, always in my experience i had a i had a guy today held the door at uh, uh-huh. elementary school where where you pretty much have seen most who right. all the families right Carrying on a conversation on their cell phone, held the door for them very obviously. They walk well, through, continuing their conversation, not That's so much legal. as a nod or a glance in my direction. Just walk through as if they expected it to happen. And I was this close to going in and punching them right in the throat. <laughs> yeah. And then you're setting a poor example. Punching in the throat, That's at least I can right. justify it. Because Charged I can, kids, kids, look over there. <laughs> <laughs> That is true. On a very special episode of 40 Jason punches a stranger in the throat. (laughs) Yeah, no, it doesn't. It's minor. Only if you punch a kid. I've been thinking a lot about that lately. I don't know if that helps drive that. How those little interactions. I mean, if you meet an elderly woman in the grocery store and you smile and say hi, you know, what, what type of an impact that can have I mean, just that small interaction that takes you, you know, half a second to do anything with what that, what that will mean to, you know, pretty much to the universe in general. Just, I mean, that positive, that positive interaction that, you know, may put a smile on her face. I mean, you don't know what her day was like, or you don't, you don't know what these people are going through. So that one smile on your, on, you know, your face to them right, may change, I mean, because yeah. like I said, you don't know what they're doing. So, I mean, they, they could be on the brink of suicide. They could be on the, um, you know, just having a really bad day. And, you know, that one interaction could possibly change that day. And, um, and, and then also, you know, on a bigger scale, what, what does that return to you or to the, to the universe, universe in general? I mean, that five seconds that you do something for nice for somebody, what does that, what does that turn into? You know, what, 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 not, not just karma, but I mean, just in a, just in a positive energy that you put out and you know, that, talking about that karma? positive energy comes back to, you know, not necessarily to you. Cause again, you, you do something nice for somebody like that. I mean, you smile at, a, at an old elderly woman in a grocery store, you, you know, there may be other people seeing that and that, you know, that may convict them to, to do something, you know, nice. And so, it's it's just that kind of like a butterfly effect, and that would be a, kind of an interesting topic too to talk about sometime. But um, how that how that one interaction with a an elderly person, what what impact that has on you? What impact that has on that person that you smile to? But then also, what impact does that have that's on all, anybody else's witnesses? For it? the, <clears throat> it's one of the programs under the Sandy Hook Promise called Start with Hello uh, in an effort to stop school violence because you talk about inclusion these kids feel ostracized um, from everybody else in their class uh-huh. take five seconds say hello um, you you don't know the yeah. kind of benefits that small act is going to reap 
uh, my wife is becoming very active and interested right. in becoming a trainer for Sandy Hook Promise uh, because she feels very strongly about this. It, we both do. Uh, it, it's getting harder and harder to see the news when another shooting comes up. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it was a good question. And I, I, excellent points were brought up. I like that one a lot. Guys, this has been a it's been a pretty solid. It's been episode. a very special episode. episode. On this episode of Forty Ish, Moody finds an yeah. inner VO guy and decides that deeper voice is as violent yeah. as silence. Mm-hmm. Where's your sound effect? So uh, I do want to bring up something real quick. Uh, a, public knowledge applause, now to everyone who's a listener, a new listener, old listener. We appreciate all of you. Uh, our podcast, yay! Our podcast is uh, oh, um, uh, here we go. Let's go. This we are starting to decide that the costs <laughs> of running that, a that background music is awful. It sounds like the end of the Incredible Hulk show from the seventies. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> we are we are realizing that in order for us to maintain this fun podcast that we we enjoy immensely, there there's costs associated with it. So we are starting to have conversations around uh, sponsorships. If you are a listener and you uh, have a, a business that might benefit from the airwaves that our podcast reaches throughout our social media outreach and whatnot, uh, reach out to any of us. You can hit us up at the Twitter handle podcast 40 ish, or all of our contact information is at the bottom of our brand new uh, hosting site, which is 40 ish.simplecast.fm. And, and to be honest, the money is simply to offset the software So we use Zencaster for recording because we are all in various locales and we also uh, pay for the distribution. It's not much, but it does have uh, has some costs associated with it. Uh, we will keep doing it regardless. We love doing this for you, and we hope to interact with more of you in the future. And like we said, we do have a full slate of guests coming on the podcast throughout the end of January and a few right. more that are coming into February. So it's going to be a busy, busy fall. And do not miss the 40th episode. Spectacular coming up in in two episodes we do have a guest coming next week but that one also if you're a long-time listener or short-time listener uh, i got a feeling that at least lance's mom will enjoy the episode right she's one of our main listeners so my thanks goes out of course to lance thanks, and to john and to andy oh, for joining us on this bonus Thank episode you. of 40 ish gentlemen uh if i don't catch you soon I'll, I'll talk to you in the next all one. right we'll see you